welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be an active participant in your daughters' lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Today, I am really excited to be able to talk with John Waller. And if you don't know that name, John Waller first caught attention of the Christian music community as the front man for the fan favorite band, According to John. And he was a front man for that band from 1996 to 2003, and then went off in a solo career that's lasted about 18 years. So he's been singing for a very long time and is very, very passionate about the songs that he does, but also about his family. And we get to talk about him as a dad, but also get to talk to John and his daughter, Sophie, about a brand new song that was just released today. We're going to talk more about that. Um, But this song is a part of a new album that is coming out this fall. John and Sophie, so great to have you here. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. We're we're happy to be here, Chris. You know, it's so exciting to be able to talk to both of you. You guys just got back from a pretty cool trip to get ready for the launch of this song. So we're going to be talking about that. But as I said, I always like to start with talking about fatherhood. And I'm going to ask both of you some questions along the way. Some will be for you, John, and some for Sophie. So first and foremost, John, I want to turn the clock back in time. And you've got a lot of kids. We were just talking about that. And... So you've got, if I counted right, is it seven? Is that right? We have seven biological and three adopted. And three so adopted. Have, so yeah. seven and three. So 10 kids. Yeah. So even more than I, I had counted initially. What I want to do is I want to turn that clock back in time to that first moment when you found out that you were going to be especially a father to a daughter. Talk to me about that experience. Talk to me about what was going through your head and tell me that story. Wow. Yeah. So that would have been Hadley, who's she's 19 now. But I remember, you know, my wife and I, our first was a boy. And in fact, he just turned 24 yesterday. But I remember after we had him, we wanted to have a girl because we figured we might have two or three kids max. And so I remember when we found out and we were trying and we found out we were expecting, I remember we didn't want to wait. We've never waited to find out the sex of a baby in the hospital. We've always been like, we got to know, got to know, we got to prepare for this. So we found out we were having a girl. We were ecstatic. As a father, I was thinking this is going to be a different experience than having a little boy. And it definitely was. Girls are very different than boys in every way and they're emotional, but there's something about a bond with a father and a daughter. I have three sisters, so I grew up as the only boy. And, you know, my dad and I were still very close, but the way he was interacting with my sisters and, and his relationship with them was very different and very sweet, you know. And so I was looking forward to that. And now I've experienced it five times over since I have five daughters. Now, for each of those daughters that you have, I'm sure that you have memorable experiences. And and we're going to talk about some of those because, like you said, that building of a bond is so important when you have a daughter and and, and, and sons too. But but especially, I, I feel the bond between a father and a daughter is a special one. Now, as you think about the experiences that both of you had, and this time I'm going to have Sophie start, let's think about some of those memorable experiences. And what would you say has been the most memorable experience that you and your dad have shared. And then John, you're going to tell the same. Okay. Me and my dad have a lot of memorable experiences because we're super, super close and we always have been. And he, as my father, just really understands me and we're so similar. And so I'm, I'm always going to him for my advice and 
when I'm upset. And this past week, I think was one of the first times we really um, got to spend some, you know, quality time together, just it being us two. And it was really great and super fun. I always have a lot of fun with my dad because he's he's really funny. And yeah, I think she's funny, too. (laughs) What about for you, John? Well, you know, like she said, when you have 10 kids, it's very difficult to find time to spend one on one, Mm -hmm. because as soon as you do that, the rest of them are like, what about me? You know, and so this past week being in Delaware, filming this video, just the two of us, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, we filmed a lot at the beach and the boardwalk, just hanging out. I hope we get to do more of that kind of stuff, but I try to spend time with all of them. I mean, I, and I do spend time with all of them, but, but one-on-one is really rare. It's we're usually together as a family or there's a few of us together or the little boys are trying to, I want to go, I want to go. So making the video afforded us a very special and unique opportunity to experience something together. That was really a milestone for me and for Sophie. So talk to me a little bit about that, John, because with 10 kids, like you said, it's really hard to give that one-on-one time, but each of your children, I'm sure have their own unique needs, their own unique personalities that a parent does need to give them some time or another sibling needs to give them some time or give them what they need to be able to thrive and survive. So as a parent of that many children, how do you do that? How do you balance that in being able to be actively engaged with those many different personalities? I would say it requires wisdom. It requires, I'm a man of strong faith. And so I really have to rely heavily on my faith and just promptings from the Lord, honestly, you know, on what each one needs and when they need it. And obviously they're all in different stages of life. I mean, we have 24 down to two. So some of the younger ones, they can be very high maintenance and demanding and they demand more attention, but it takes intentionality really to stay connected to the hearts of our older kids because they're always coming and going and they got their lives. You don't always know what's going on under the surface. And we've had a lot of ups and downs, you know, raising kids and they're definitely not perfect. They've been through seasons of struggle. They've been through seasons. Some of them been through seasons of rebellion and you can't give them all the attention all the time. I just think you just have to be led by God and be sensitive to, you know, what are those needs? What is it that they need from me? And then also just checking in, you know, like, where are you at? What's going on with you? It can be tricky. And I don't know if if there is such thing as balance, because it doesn't ever feel like a (laughs) feels like a balancing act, but it definitely doesn't ever feel like we achieve balance with it. Yeah, balance is never easy, but when you have that many kids, I'm sure it's it's even harder. And having those special relationships, I'm sure for the kids, I mean, is important too. Now, Sophie, for you, I mean, being one of 10, how do you build that bond with your dad? And you said that you have a lot of things in common, but how do you carve out that time? What do you do to be able to stay connected, even when let's say he's on the road. I'm sure over the last year, it's been a little bit different because, I mean, I've talked to other artists that, you know, their last year has been very different because you you couldn't get into venues. But when you are touring and things like that, you know, how do you keep those connections? Well, my dad, like he said, is very intentional about staying connected with me. And there are times when I'm more closed off just because of something I'm going through or whatever it is. And he makes sure that he gets through to me and he's always trying to lift my spirit, you know, (laughs) but 
when he is gone, we text and sometimes he'll send me something funny and we just laugh. <laughs> but as far as just me, I do have to pursue that attention when I really need it. And it's always given. It's never denied. Good answer. <laughs> now, I know that sometimes having daughters can be hard. I mean, some of that, you know, when I've talked to dads about it, because I have two daughters myself, some of it is just not having the same experience growing up and not having the same, I mean, we've not walked the same path. But that being said, what would you say, John, has been the hardest part about raising daughters? Wow. I would say boys. Boys are the hardest part because boys really can mess things up. You know, young guys that are chasing after my daughter's they don't even have a fully developed frontal lobe and I'm dealing with that and you know and their their hearts are, are on the line and and they can't see it you know uh, and just trying to help them realize that there's more to life than where you're at right now and your decisions can affect your future you know you can just helping them not to derail themselves by making a dumb choice but dating that's the toughest one for me because the chances of them liking a guy at 16 years old and that going anywhere positive is is pretty slim and none. But the chances for them getting damaged emotionally and having to deal with the baggage of that is pretty high. So that's the toughest one for me. When people say, hey, you're having a daughter, you better get a shotgun. You know, <laughs> that's where that comes from, because especially when you have beautiful daughters and, and my wife is. She's a knockout and she passed that on to my daughters. And so the guys take notice and I have to be intentional about protecting them without smothering them or driving them away. And Sophie, how does that make you feel? What goes through your head when you hear your dad saying that? Well, <laughs> he's been through this with me, of course. I know that he's just trying to protect my heart and I respect his decisions for me, but I do just try to be honest about what's going on and we compromise a lot and he's very you know, respectful of my feelings when it comes to it. Good answer again. <laughs> now, I'm sure your dad, Sophie, has given you a lot of advice, whether it be about relationships or life in general, what would you say has been the the most profound piece of advice that he's given you? Hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> most profound piece of advice. Well, I mean, he's always telling me to guard my heart. He's always telling me that I need to not stay closed off. And I think that's one of the biggest things is because when I am going through something, I tend to kind of bottle it up and, and isolate. isolate myself. And he's always telling me not to isolate myself and to be open with him and with the Lord and just being not closed off, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the greatest advice. She's killing this, isn't she? <laughs> she is. You know, one of the things that sometimes dads tell me is the, that there's a fear. There's a fear about raising daughters. And I it goes back to what I said before. I think that there's that different experience and we don't, personally, I did not grow up with any siblings. So you had, you had sisters. So at least you saw some of that path that they were on when they, when they were growing up. But what would you say, John, has been or is your biggest fear in raising a daughter today? Oh, well, I really have to go back to that same subject. My biggest fear... Other than losing, you know, losing one of my daughters, that's my greatest fear. But I guess losing my daughter's heart to someone who's not going to treat her the way I treat their mom. And it's not going to honor and love them and adore them the way I do. I don't want my daughters to settle when it comes to marriage. 
which is why, you know, I, I struggle with the dating thing because I know based on experience and, and just statistics and odds that some guy they're dating at 16 or 17 years old, he's not going to be in their life in the future, but there might be some damage done by that guy that affects them into the future. And so my biggest fear is that they wouldn't marry someone that is going to love them their whole life. It's going to really treat them good. I want that for all my kids because I have that. And I, and I know not everybody has that. And we're living in a imperfect fallen world, if you will. But they have grown up witnessing a strong marriage, not a perfect marriage, but a strong marriage. They've watched their dad love their mom, adore her. And I do. And I want that for them. And so my greatest fear is that, is that they would settle for something less than that. How about me? I did good. Yeah, I did good on that one. <laughs> yeah, you got to give that accolades both ways. Yeah, sure. yeah I, had to, I had to encourage her to encourage me. That's what uh, I'm teaching her. See, he's encouraging your heart, but you've got to encourage his heart too, Sophie. That's right. Yes. I, I got a heart too. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, I talked about the fact that you've got a brand new song that both of you put out together. And John, you've been singing for more than 20 years now. Yes. Um, and I, I think before we even talk about the song, for those that have not delved into your music, not heard, you know, the music that you you did before, give me a little bit of background in regards to what drew you into being a recording artist in the genre that you're in. Chris, that is an easy answer for me because when I was 18, I was a senior in high school. I knew about three or four chords on the guitar, and I loved Christian music at the time, but there was an artist that came along with an acoustic guitar and blew my mind, blew my mind to the point that I wanted to do this for the rest of my life, and that was Stephen Curtis Chapman. I remember being just fresh out of high school, driving to college, and a song by Stephen Curtis Chapman came on the radio, and that was the moment that I realized that I didn't want to do anything else in life. I went to that college for about two years, and I'm like, I'm out of here. These people cannot teach me what I need to learn to do this. So I'm, I just left, and I started doing it, and I've been doing it ever since. It hasn't been easy, but when you're called to something, and it was funny is Stephen Curtis Chapman told me this because I stood in line to meet him during. A, I went down on an altar call at one of his concerts just for prayer because I was wrestling with this calling and, and I got to meet him and he told me, he said, listen, people ask me this all the time. You feel called to do this. What do you do next? And he said, if God's called you to do this, you can even go in a different direction. God will always bring you back to it. And I can't tell you how many times I've tried to go in a different direction and God has always brought me back to it, you know, which is why we're having this conversation today. I thought, you know, when I moved to California a few years ago that I was done making albums, I was done, but God brought me back to it. And I love it. It's hard, but it's the only thing I want to do. And Sophie, I mean, you've seen your dad go through this and you've grown up in this type of environment. I'm sure you've seen him perform in many different aspects of his life. And now you've gotten an opportunity to perform. And we'll talk about the song here in a second. But talk to me about the, I mean, you've got a beautiful voice. I'm going to say that. And for people that haven't heard it, they sound great together. But what draws you to sing? And what makes you want to share your voice? on a broader scale, like you're doing now with your dad? Mm -hmm. Well, and I've grown up with it my whole life. My whole family is musically inclined, and I absolutely am just, I'm in awe of all of their talent, and I've always admired it, and I've always admired the concert scene and the just, just the music, everything about it, and I've always known that, I, that I ha I'm talented and I'm gifted with it, and 
So I started doing some youth group stuff and just leading worship. And I, I really love it. And it's, it's, it's great. And I, um, I'm really excited that I'm on this because it's like my first thing where it's, it's like, it's me, you know, <laughs> and um, I'm all of the positive feedback. It's just, it's really encouraging. And I definitely think this is what I want to do in the future, however that may go. So John, before we talk about this song, hearing that, and hearing that this is a path that she's being called for. What do you say to her? I could almost say the same thing that Stephen Curtis said to me. You know, if you're called to do this, Sophie, then God will make a way. And it won't look the way it looked for me. Just like my path doesn't look the same as Stephen Curtis Chapman's. You know, I've never been one to try to push anything on my kids as far as what they're supposed to do in life. I want them to discover that through their own relationship with God. And then I just want to encourage them and support them in that however I can. But I know that if she's called to do this, then there will be a path and it'll be a unique path for her. But to do music these days, it takes a strong calling. It takes a fire in your belly because there's so many obstacles. There were always obstacles for me from the beginning, but the obstacles are very, quite unique to the day and age we're living in. So we've been teasing this for a long time, but but the song that we've been talking about is called What My Father Does. And this song just released today. And it's an amazing song that brings the, both of your voices together. Tell me the, the impetus to the writing of this song and the backstory to what you hear in this song in regards to the message in bringing you together? Well, since I'm a dad to so many children, and that's the biggest part of my life is being a father, I wanted to tackle the subject of fatherhood in some capacity. And and I was almost hesitant to try to write a song about fathers or, or God being a good father, because there's some pretty iconic songs out there that I thought, why should I even bother to try to tackle this subject? But I'm like, that's never stopped me before. So I wanted to just capture a lyric that describes, you know, how God looks at us, how he reacts to us in our shame. You know, the first line of the song was really how the song started. I just had this picture of being bowed in shame because of, you know, messing up in life which we've all messed up many times and probably will again in the future. But how does God see us? And, and what is his reaction as a father when, when we do mess up? Is it to shame us or scold us? No, it's he lifts our head. I just pictured him, you know, just grabbing me by the chin and lifting my head. And, and I thought it was a beautiful picture. And so we moved back in California about exactly a year ago. And God did a lot in our, our family throughout that season. I was a worship pastor out there. She had a lot of things she went through, a lot of struggles. And she came out on the other side of that. And God's really redeemed so much in her life. And and I just felt she was the one to do this song with me, you know, because I'm really proud of her. I'm proud of where she's come from and how God is, you know, really just taking care of her, even through some dark days like myself. And I just thought it would be a real blessing to people, not only to hear her voice because she has a she has a phenomenal voice, but there's a deep well behind that voice. And uh, I just thought it would be the perfect duet for us to come together and sing this to each other. But it's really about how the Heavenly Father loves both of us. And Sophie, when you were asked to do that, talk to me about that. Well, actually, he was just talking about writing a song and then he was like, I might want to have you on this. And I was like, oh, really? And so 
then he kind of gave me like a lyric and I, I just sang it for him and he was like, yes. And then <laughs> we were like, all right. And so I was super excited about it. He was super excited about it. And then we started progressing, moving forward with that. And it was, it was a really fun process. Yeah, it really was. Now, over the last week, you guys went on a trip to be able to create the video for this song. And you said that that really, for you, Sophie, that was a, a really a special time for you to to, to connect. And, and John, you said the same. Now that you've gone through this process, Sophie, I mean, you've gone through this process now, not only to sing the song and record the song, but now you've done this video too. Talk to me about the experience. And is this part of the decision-making process for you to be able to say that this is something that you want to do? And now that you've done this on this, I'm going to say this higher plane to do something on a, a higher level with your dad to be able to then push you even further? Yeah, well, it was definitely something that was, out of my comfort zone. I was a little bit nervous about it, but you know, the whole filming process was really fun and it was really easy, honestly. And we got to go to a studio and there was an orchestra there. And I just, I just remember walking in the studio and I was like, ah, oh, this is where I belong. Like, I just, I loved it so much. And I was just really grateful to be a part of it. And yeah, it was good bonding for us and it was great. <laughs> And John, tell me about the experience for you, going through your head as a, as a father, you know, to have your daughter there with you and be able to create something together that will last, you know, not only the bond that you have, but just the fact that now something tangible that you're putting out into the world. Well, you know, I've made a lot of videos over the years, and obviously I'm, I've always been the star of my videos. And at 50, I just, I wasn't excited about doing another video with me being all focused on me and just watching her. You know, we filmed some on the beach and there's, there's a, the opening scene is on a huge pier and, and, and then she's walking in the sand and with a beautiful dress and she just looks gorgeous. And I was really in awe of it because I was like, I'm excited for people to see my daughter and how proud I am of her and but there's just such a beauty to seeing her on the screen and her voice is is beautiful but she's beautiful and I my hope is that you know a lot of young girls will see her singing this and see the interaction with her dad and and that, that this song could connect a lot of girls heart to the unseen father you know who, who adores them like I adore her actually more it was a great experience I mean being in the studio with with an orchestra was a dream come true for me because I love strings and my dad's a violinist so the two of us singing and facing each other in the studio with a tire string section and playing this big string hook that I came up with in my head and that come to life that was quite a moment I can only imagine and I, I look forward to seeing the video it's out today brother so you yeah can, I gotta I gotta yeah. see it so this is gonna be a part of your new album that's coming out this fall called the family thing talk to me about what else we're gonna find or hear on this album and give us a little sneak peek well we'll probably have to do another one of these Chris because I have another duet with my daughter Hadley, who's 19, and and it's a it's a worship song that I wrote with a guy named Josh Baldwin, you know, who's a, a Bethel artist, but it's more worshipful. But she's phenomenal too. She, she's an amazing singer, and and also have so I have three duets on the album, and the one is with my 24 year old son, and he actually wrote and produced the song, and it's a duet between me and him, and so it's definitely a family thing that's why you know we came out with that name because this album is really about my family sounds like you could have a whole family band <laughs> people say that but they, they have no idea the logistics that would go into that and <laughs> i think we would all kill each other if we tried to do that 
<laughs> now, if people want to be able to check out this song specifically, where should they go and be able to grab this and be able to hear it for themselves? They can find it on any streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, everything. The video is on YouTube. I want them to follow me on my social media at John Waller official for instagram and i'm even on tiktok and i'm i'm the old man on tiktok <laughs> but yeah they can find it pretty much anywhere and sophie what about you do you have any place you want people to follow you in your burgeoning career well i am on instagram at sophie waller but it's sophie with two e's that's a little tricky not many people remember that but <laughs> Well, I'll put links in the notes today so that everybody can find both of you too. So now I always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five. And it's five more questions to delve a little bit deeper, but it's not just going to be for John, for dad here today. I'm going to ask both of you some questions. First and foremost, Sophie, in one word, what is fatherhood? What is fatherhood? Um, leadership. And John? Acceptance. Unconditional acceptance, which I have to have two words. <laughs> Completely okay. Now, Sophie, when was the time that your dad finally succeeded in being a father to a daughter? Well, when we moved out to California, like he said, I just kind of went downhill and he really had to get through to my heart. And just through that whole season, he really pursued me and made me feel really loved and, and cared for. And I think that was... That was when our relationship began to grow. And John, what about you? When was the time? And it, it could be with Sophie, but it could also be with your oldest. When was the time that you finally felt like you succeeded in being a father to a daughter? Honestly, I feel like it's been since we moved back from California. And what we all went through last year with COVID and everything shutting down, and it was traumatic in a lot of ways, but having to slow down and just wake up and realize what you have, you know, that I think that was a turning point for me and for my daughters because it was kind of, it was a wake up call. Like, you know, this life is fragile and it's time to examine, you know, what we're doing with our lives. And, but when I saw my daughters change and really begin to seek God and, and see the fruit of that, I felt like a successful father. I felt like they've turned to me. The Bible talks about in the last days of the hearts of fathers turning towards their children and the hearts of the children turning to their fathers. And I've literally seen that happen in the last year. And that made me feel successful, not perfect, but um, definitely made me feel like that is true success. And all the other stuff doesn't matter. Now, Sophie, how would you and your siblings describe your dad? Well, me and my siblings talk about our dad a lot because we love our dad. <laughs> it's just, it's John. <laughs> we describe him as very funny, very sarcastic. He likes to mess around with you. And But our main thing is he's very caring. He's very sensitive and he's sensitive to us as, as girls and the, the little boys. He's just a very sensitive dad. And I think that that really helps with with just as many of us as there are. Wow, I think she wins today. <laughs> She's the winner. Now, John, who inspires you to be a better dad? I think my dad does. My dad, you know, there's no perfect dad, right? None. But I know my dad loves me. My dad calls me every day. And as I get older, I just, I'm so grateful 
for that. And, and I'm grateful for how he modeled being a father growing up. Again, he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. He's always owned up to those mistakes. And I think that he's taught me to do that. My kids know I mess up. They know that sometimes I lose it on them. And, but I always own it. I always come back and repent to them. And I think that's the best thing that we can model is being quick to repent and quick to forgive. And so my dad, he taught me how to love my wife and he taught me how to love my kids. Now, Sophie, this is the final question. What advice would you give to other dads about being the best dad they can be? Be intentional. And even when they have an attitude or they're turning away from you, be very intentional and be very sensitive and just listen. I think that's those are the good. three really good things. <laughs> and John? I think she, she hit it. You got to be a good listener. I think as parents, we are always quick to want to. And when sometimes we shut our kids down, they feel like they can't be honest because they'll be in trouble if they come to us and they share their heart, they share something they're struggling with or that, that they've done. And they're afraid about what what is that initial reaction going to be? And, and I can't say I've gotten it right every time for sure, but I've just learned to be tender with my kids to understand that they're going to struggle. I have to have room for that and grace for that. Not being passive, though. I mean, not letting them stay in, in their junk, but loving them in it and then loving them through it to the other side. I don't know if that answers the question very well. No, it does. It completely does. I just want to say thank you to both of you for your time today, for being here, for sharing your story and and sharing your music with everyone. Um, I'm definitely going to put links in the notes today so everybody can see the the video and you know connect with both of you. And I wish you all the best. And I probably should ask one other question before we leave is that are there further songs that the two of you are going to do together? <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you this. There's further songs she'll be doing. <laughs> this girl's got She's got a lot of songs in her. She's a true artist. This song was a, a launching pad for her. Well, looking forward to, to seeing your future career, Sophie, and continuing to follow your career, John. And I thank you so much again uh, for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. We really enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game 
Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be